Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez, a starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Ladies and gentlemen, God, country, family. That is exactly what your conservative New Yorican is all about. That is a Toby Keith song in memory of an American idol, a guy that changed the lives of so many just through his music. But God, country, family, that's exactly what he sung about. Buenas tardes, ladies and gentlemen. See, si soy yo to conservative New Yorican Peter Vasquez coming to you from the WYSL studios. Yay! What's up, peoples? Okay, a little silly there. Um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Toby Keith, an American Idol, passed away yesterday at the age of 62 from stomach cancer. It's a sad day in America, I'll tell you. But, you know, I am going to take this time and mention uh, the, the Bishop uh, Dean Nelson, who also passed away very recently uh, from stomach cancer as well at a very young age. Ladies and gentlemen, see your doctor, talk to your doctor. Please make sure that, that, that you're getting your physicals done. Um, I mean, I don't know a lot about stomach cancer, but now twice uh, and, and not that long, I've learned of two heroes in my life, two people that I consider admirable Americans, two people who believe in God, country, family, have lost their lives at a very young age. So, hey, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, don't set aside your health, not for work, not for anything. Just go see that doctor. Anyways, it's Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Check it. It's me and you talking today, okay? So don't leave me hanging in the winds because as much as I like to talk, I love talking to you instead. The phone number is 585-346-3000. See? 585 Three four six three thousand. Give us a call. You know, staying uh, um, consistent with these um, kind of observance things that I, I've kind of gotten in the habit of uh, of highlighting. You know, I've never really paid that much attention to these things before in my life, which is very funny um, because I am now. Uh, I mean, I've heard them, but as I started looking for things to kind of put in the show that I thought you may find interesting. Um, Maybe some fodder for discussion, so give me a call, 346-3000. I ran across, well, today is National Frozen Yogurt Day. My wife loves um, uh, yogurt. Uh, safer Internet Day, ladies and gentlemen, today and every day. You know, I had a rule in my house when it came to the phone. Um, well, really, when it came to anything. Uh, but... but I'd always tell my kids, yes, you're right. The phone and everything on it is yours. Um, however, <laughs> when, I, when I say, give me your phone, I expect you're going to hand it over and, uh, and I'm going to be able to look through it and go through it. So one of my kids thought that, uh, you know, they can bypass that and, and kind of went and got their own phone, which is uh, um, interesting that they got their own phone to begin with. Um, but nonetheless, they got their own phone. But, 
you know, as for me and my house, although we live in a representative republic, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there wasn't much of a representative republic in my home. Probably more of a monarchy, my kids would tell you, where mom and I were the were the rulers, you know. But we did it with lots of love and dedication and accountability. But the reason why, you know, I always said, hand your phone over, is because I wanted to know what my kids were doing. I wanted to see the pictures that they were taking. I wanted to hear the music that they were hearing. I wanted to visit the website, not just on National Safer Internet Day, but every day. I've never been a proponent of children having phones, especially like at 12 or younger. I'm like, well, what do you possibly need a phone for? Right. And, and I kind of get it because in today's wacky doodle world, when you got schools going off thinking that their parents, uh, like we pointed out uh, in a recent episode where Skinny Atlas, uh, I think it was Skinny Atlas, uh, a school district was lying to parents. So, you know, I get it. You want to be able to connect with your kid. However, when, when, when you do that, you also open up the floodgates. So talk to them. Right. We had that conversation today. But the one national observance I wanted to really bring up today and talk about is one that I found quite interesting and one that, um, you know, I've heard the term and I, I actually, when I first heard it, had to look it up. But today is National Lame Duck Day. <laughs> yep, I said it. Today is, there's actually a day. It's the National Lame Duck Day. It delves into the political term lame duck, right? But I did a little bit more research on this because I figured the lame duck was, you know, it's uh, it's it's November. The, uh, the, the the using the president as the example, um, you know, it lost the election. He doesn't really have a majority or a big favorability in you know in Congress, so he's just kind of there, trying to do whatever he can, whatever he's allowed to do, I guess. Although they're allowed to do quite a bit. Um, but check this out, though. This was established by Thomas, Thomas F. Brady to highlight the unique challenges and potential issues during political uh, transition. But you know what? This is a little tidbit um, that I didn't know. Lame duck was histor uh, has historical roots in the British stock market of the 1700s. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that? Right? It was originally referring to traders unable to pay their debt. These are the roots of that word. And then it evolved to describe politicians in their final period of office after their successors have been elected and before the transition of power. Right? Now, unable to pay their debt. I mean, I guess I can see the correlation, but what really gets me is it's modern use now, like in our time today, how this is being used. And I'll tell you, this is what, when I saw this, what kind of caught my attention on the word or the phrase lame duck, right? Because lame duck sessions has actually increased, which is partly due to ideological and partisan polarizations, which makes it difficult for Congress to get any work done. Right. When we see these extensions on the budget, when we see um, it just constantly. Right. So so lame duck sessions is much more right than just some guy in, in the presidential office who lost his uh, election or, or, or whatever. Um, it, it, the, the roots to that go into into the issue of not paying debt. Some may say, well, you know, they can't pay their debt. I look at somebody like um, like Trump, though, for example, who, you know, in his last days in office, listen, he got some serious stuff done, right? Um, 
I think we've seen this back in, in many other elections. Uh, what was another one? Maybe, oh, President uh, George W. Bush. I, I, I think um, we, we saw the ducks, uh, a, a lively, right, an effective, or at least a lame duck section, session where things were getting done. I think some of the things George H.W. Bush did was some pardons that, he rated to the, uh, that related to the Iran-Contra affair, um, and, and, and anyway, some, some other stuff out there. I just, I found that interesting because we're, we're going into a very heated political uh, election cycle this year. Uh, you've got your president off for office. You've got Congress that's, uh, you know, that's up for, for election this cycle. You've got the seat that I'm running for, the county clerk seat right here in Monroe County. Um, just it's some very important critical seats. So we have to pay attention Um to, you know, to who's running, what's going on, and no phrases like that. Why? Because when someone talks about a lame duck, well, you know what, there should never be a lame duck representative in office because every single person that gets elected, right, is, is elected with the intent to represent you and me. If you heard my show yesterday with Virginia McIntyre, legislator Virginia McIntyre, um, you know, she'll, she'll tell you that legislators are working all the time. Right. And, and when we run into these issues of, of lame duck sessions, that means that the people's work isn't getting done. And I, I have to tell you, it's not uh, really like that elected person is the lame duck. They're making me and you the lame duck. See, things are supposed to go forward no matter what. Right. Otherwise, we end up with. Uh, headlines like this, which when I got up this morning, I get up relatively early and I go through my emails um, just to hear or just to read these headlines. And this is every day, right? I mean, it's, it's a, I thought about going through and listing him at all, but I figured, Peter, you only have an hour show, so there isn't enough time. But headlines like um, uh, shot fired at person on Barden Street overnight. No one was hit. I guess that's the positive. Right, woman robbed at gunpoint while walking on Park Avenue, and then the individual uh, who was beat up on Christmas morning, um, I, th- I believe his name uh, was Michael. Uh, I can't, I can't really see the last name, but anyways, Michael being up died. Right, D- these are the things that we're seeing every day on the news. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the left likes to say it's guns, the right likes to say that it's, uh, that it's the people on the left blaming the guns, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that neither side is saying anything, right? It, it's been 50 years that this state has been under one-party control almost, uh, almost exclusively here in, 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 you know, in upstate or in New York State, really. We've got um, people on the right, you know, running on, I'm not sure what. You've got people on the left running on promises like uh, Malcolm X said, but no one's talking solutions, right? Just deceit. So for the rest of the show, I think we're going to sit down and we're going to talk a little bit about emotional intelligence discernment, but not the description because today we're going to get into something that I believe is missing as the, the real solution, which is empowering people to understand that the strategy 
to change their life is in their hands. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to your conservative New Yorican right here on the WISL stations. Mira, no te vaje, don't go nowhere, porque vengo para I'll be right back, right here, in just a few minutes. Says for the lady, what's it gonna be? I tell it, man. She ain't in a wine and roses. Beer just makes her turn up her nose and she can't stand a thought of sipping champagne. In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. Remembering country legend Toby Keith. You know I got it. Come and get it. Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, Bob, let that play for another, uh, just like another five seconds or so. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Toby Keith. And you know what? If you haven't had a chance to listen to his music yet or all his songs... Grab that CD and just pop it in the, in the radio and, and, and just hang on to it for a little bit because he's got some really good music, ladies and gentlemen. So before break, um, your conservative New Yorican here in the Next Step show, right? We were talking about um, just the craziness that we see on. I, I say that, that that's lack of leadership is all the stuff, all the craziness that we're, we see going on. See, like I mentioned, and I've, I've been doing a lot of research in, in preparation for this race, and, and, and again, we hear a lot of people that talk about, I'm a leader, um, or I do this, or I do that, but the fact of the matter is this. Um, a, a leader's intent should always be the development of everybody else. You ever heard that phrase that says, it's lonely at the top? Well, it's only lonely at the top because your time is always 
occupied in the development of others. Regardless, it doesn't mean you're any busier. It just means that you're way busier, always working. But anyways, you know, on this show, you've heard me talk about emotional intelligence, right? Let, let me recap that real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000, tell me what you think. Maybe I'm off here, um, but, but, but emotional intelligence, right, focuses on on everything that has to do with you understanding a situation and, and understanding your emotional response to a situation, right? Some would say it's keeping calm, it's staying level-headed. Um, yeah, all those things play a role. But you see, in order to have emotional intelligence, if you recall my discussions on this, you also have to have and pray for, from my opinion, right, discernment so you can understand and see through the weeds, right? Because remember, sometimes what you're looking at isn't always what it is. And when you combine emotional intelligence and discernment together, and then you could start seeing beyond the crap that people are throwing at you, then you can start doing this, this wonderful thing called strategy development. Now, no, this isn't a business class at all, okay? No, this isn't, uh, um, you know, me trying to tell you that, uh, that you don't have a strategic plan because, I mean, we all plan, right? But let's look at what strategy is. Three, four, six, three thousand, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get your two cents on this, right? But let's define strategy because sometimes I think people misinterpret strategy um, for simply a business function um, or in some cases, they just don't really know what strategy is. So here, textbook definition of strategy is a high-level plan or a set of actions designated to achieve one or more goals under conditions of uncertainty. It involves setting goals, determining actions to achieve those goals, and mobilizing resources to execute those actions, right? The strategy always defines the end goal. And then some people would say, oh, well, um, but getting to that, we could see the path, we can think of the path, and it's just unattainable. But you see, the moment you say something is unattainable, that means that you don't have a strategy. And let me define this high level. See, a strategy, first of all, is just a plan. If you said, I have a plan, you're saying, I have a strategy, for the most part. But the, the high-level part of this comes in when you're, when you're implementing different actions into your strategy that's going to help you achieve that, right? I like to do things like look at what my goal is, and when I'm putting this together, I do what we call in the military reverse planning. And I think some of your leaders um, out there that run major organizations look at this too, right? You figure out where is it that you want to be. Right? Where is it that, uh, that, that you want your final outcome to be? Well, your final, your final outcome is, well, I want my company to have 30% market share in this new market. Okay? So looking at it from reverse, that's, that's the outcome. And then you start putting things in place to achieve that, working it backwards forward. Right? And, and listen, in another show, we'll get into the details or, hey, head over to Robert Twesley in College, a phenomenal college. They got some business courses there that you can take, and I definitely encourage you taking it. But I've said a hundred times in the show or more, right? 
we we our show is focused on helping uh, and, and finding balance between faith, politics, and entrepreneurship. But you see, entrepreneurship isn't just necessarily you went and started a business or a company. Entrepreneurship also means the ownership of yourself and everything within your, 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 your being. Who makes you? And see, until you understand that part, taking the next step might be a little difficult. And this is where... Uh, it's so important. So applying some of these business ideas or strategy to your own life, to the first business that, that, that you have, which is, in my case, well, Peter Vasquez. And, and, and in your case, listener, uh, whoever you are, right? That's your first business. That's the first place you start when building your first corporation, right? Just like the Bible says that we're all leaders, Right in Proverbs sixteen nine, in their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We are your first corporation. So if we're the first corporation that we encounter, then answer me this: Why wouldn't we look at something like this statistics from the Harvard Business Review that says well-defined goals and strategies outperform competitors by thirty-three percent? I mean, listen, if, 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 I, if, if I applied, right, a well-defined goals and strategies to my own life, and I can outperform those in my cohort by 33%, right? Because remember, I'm my first corporation, then please tell me, how is it that that can't work for you? Because 33% better in my life would be phenomenal. I know for a fact that 33% um, in a better situation for many people, uh, not all people, but many people that we serve in some of these areas of, 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 of high poverty and crime. You see, these are the solutions that were not seen from any elected official, a couple, but none of the ones around here. When was the last time you heard um, the county executive or the county clerk or, or the mayor or any of the assembly members come out and say, you know what, we're going to teach you how to become a better corporation, your own corporation in your heart, and teach you how to set strategies and, and, and identify well-defined goals. Well, what could one of them be? I want to be out of poverty. Okay. Well, the first thing uh, in that strategic plan would be to remove the entire concept of victimhood. It's everybody else's fault by my, but mine, regardless of what those are. Instead of the current mantra, which is because you're black or brown, then you definitely must need help. Or for those of us that grew up that see, see, I grew up there, so I know that this is what they say, right? All my life, I kept hearing all day long. In school, from education, everywhere. What you see in front of you is all you got. Your circumstance, blah, 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 all that crap. It was just my father, which, is, which was the contradicting voice in my life to everything else that kept saying to me, Peter, you're better than that. Peter, you can go further. And then when I realized that he put a strategy in place. Now listen, you, 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 you consider a story of someone in business like Sarah Bakley, the founder of Spank where she transformed her idea of, um, in her apartment, right, into a billion-dollar business by strategically planning each step. 
from product development to marketing. Okay, so, so in, as an individual, tell me something. As an individual, are you not the product? See, I used to say I'm horrible at sales. I cannot sell, a, 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 um, I, I can't sell water to a, a thirsty person, right? I, I just never been my, then someone said, well, wait a minute, Peter, what are you talking about? Everything you do is sales. And then it dawned on me. I already had the product, the product of me. I just need to learn it. My, my, my flaws and accept them, my disabilities, identify them and accept them and then set my goals within the parameters that were given to me instead of just simply being angry. I mean, it was Peter, uh, uh, Peter Drucker who said the best way to predict the future <laughs> is to create it. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I am where I am today. Right? Not because I was born with a silver spoon, because we were poor. My best sneakers came from the lost and found box at number 12 school in South Avenue. Right? It was because we had these conversations. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to your conservative New Yorkan. It's Tuesday. Tuesday for a conversation with you and me. Give us a call when we get back. 346-3000. No cambies a dial. Vengo para atrás en unos momentos right here in the WISL. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party. Proceed to party. But I really hate how you're easy to crack Cause when beer runs down in front of my back Well that, my friends, is quite yucky Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show On the WYSL stations Remembering Toby Keith I wanna talk about me, wanna talk about I Wanna talk about number one I absolutely want to talk about me, want to talk about you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your conservative New Yorker. Don't forget to take a moment today to just kind of reflect on Toby Keith. Why? Not because he's a famous singer, but because of the influence that he had in American culture and because that influence was always God, country, family. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you yesterday, and I'll probably say it a few more times, right? You're a leader. You call yourself a leader, then you should be saying these words to yourself all day, every day. Leadership is the beacon that guides me, for it's through selfless service that I illuminate the way for others to find their own greatness. Ad, thank you for calling the Next Step Show, sir. Uh, well, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Peter, I talked to you before about the Red Tails, Tuskegee yes. Airmen. Yeah. And that was me. But yeah, I remember. My, full, my first name is Edoviges. Edoviges, really? I'm an American of Mexican descent. Ah, habla español. Se me está olvidando porque he vivido muchos años aquí en Rochester. Ah, yes. You know, I, I truly understand how that can happen. As ladies and gentlemen, he said that he speaks Spanish, but it's been so long that it's, you know, that it's forgot a little, and I get it. So, yes. So, so, so what I want to talk about is that all this um, hijackings and stuff in the city, I talked to a guy 
on the other station, and he cut me off because I said, if they should, those kids should be arrested. And if it happens again, the parents should be brought in because they're responsible for that or lack of um, leadership in the home. Yep. You know, and uh, my kids, um, they told the line. I didn't monkey around with them. You get arrested, you're going to stay in there because I am not going to bail you out. So that was good with that. <laughs> and um, that leadership I used at Kodak at 3M and Baoshanla. And I got a package from all three. And um, that was because I had... I trusted God and my Lord Jesus Christ. Anytime I did anything, I made a, I did a prayer, and this is what I'm going to do. And my grandfather, when we went on a trip, he would say, "In the nombre de Dios," and uh, we were good. So, anyways, uh, I want to thank you for your service. Uh, you know, I appreciate that, Ed. And let me tell you, that's exactly how I run my home. Um, and the thing is this. I believe that without the accountability, there is no growth. It, you know, it doesn't surprise me that you got hung up on because, well, no one wants to talk about it anymore because that's not what happened. I mean, look at the cop, the, the, the two illegal immigrants that got just released without bail for killing people. So, and, uh, anywho. So, uh, um even when they were in school, I said, um, you sit up in the front, you ask questions if you don't understand something, and um, uh, stand up for your rights, and I'll back you up. That's what you I know? told my kids But if too. you're wrong, your butt is mine, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so they were good. They all turned out good. I got a, a son that is a dentist in Gates, and... Uh, and the other ones, uh, one's in the military, a doctor, no less. Wonderful. And so they all did well. Hey, hey Ed, I'm going to read a quick, uh, I appreciate your call, Ed. We've got a couple callers on hold. Um, but before I go, I do want to kind of just kind of spin off what, what, what Ed said with this scripture from Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you conduct business. Dave, thank you for calling the Next Step Show. Hey, uh, thank you for your service. I forgot to say that before. Um, I'm going to sound stupid here, but I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I've always admired entrepreneurial people. Um, even, like you said, you've got some properties, things like that. My big question is, how do you start? You're talking about the next steps. I get, I spent 35 years in the corporate world, and I'm aware of regulations and funding and blah, blah, blah. You know, but how do you take that next step? How do you start? Is there a, a book, a master plan? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that's a great question, Dave. I'll tell you, there's probably, and I don't know if this number is real, but there's probably, you know, 1 million and 35 how to start a business books out there. Uh, and I'm sure they're all great. 
Um, but Dave, I, I, I'm going to simplify it even more than that, which is the message that I'm trying to get out today, right? Because starting a business is really as simple as having an idea uh, and, uh, and, and conceptualizing it and then, you know, filling out whatever required state paperwork you got to fill out. But you see, unless, um, and I should have brought these because small businesses fail quite a bit. Right. But but I believe the main reason why it fails, David, is because we don't start in the one place that we should start. And that's looking from within. And if we have a family or a spouse, especially looking within them, because a business being in business is a way of life. It, it's not something you do like a job. Understand. Yeah, my. My friends had a business since we were kids, kind of accidentally, but he's doing well. And we were out just taking a motorcycle ride, you know, on one day, and the phone never stopped ringing. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's, it's uh, uh, more of a avocation, I guess, than a vocation, huh? <laughs> pretty much, I think so. You know, my first company I opened, Simply Serve Process Servers, you know, I was a little lackadaisical in the beginning because everybody kept, you know, feeding me all the negative. It ain't going to be successful. And small businesses are hard. I had limited money. Within one year, I uh, I was able to uh, move into sixty-two different into all the counties in New York State, right? And we moved fast and focused on customer service. But you know. Uh, I ended up selling it. It was successful, but it was really hard there because I didn't take that time in the front to do things like a mission statement, um, which reflects what I want and what I want to see. I didn't take time to sit down and write what my vision was and, and really what values and what resources that I personally had. I just had an idea. So that first year of growth, I mean, I'll tell you, I was in the middle of a, of a bachelor's program too. That was tough. <laughs> all right well thanks for the advice and uh keep up the good work we enjoy the show i appreciate that david and, and you know in the near future we'll have more specifics on actually how to start a business but ladies and gentlemen listen if you are ready and you feel that you're ready to take that next steps we'll definitely help you or connect you with the right person uh mike you called the next step show sir how can i help you hey peter hey earlier in um your conversations today um you mentioned um, cell phones. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think uh, the people um, obviously my my kids are older, but they they grew up with the, with the cell phones, and now I see um, younger people, um, just you know, with younger kids turning and just giving their cell phones over to them without any any thought at all of you know this is you're giving your little. You're giving your child, you know, 10 years old, uh, a, a computer, and I, I believe a lot of a lot of things going on, you know, um, in society is because these kids are getting on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're too young for this because you know because they're still their minds are still just full of mush, and they get on there and they get you know, kids have been clicky since ever. But now mm-hmm. you get down there and you give them technology. I guess that's kind of my pet peeve in the world is, you know, it's okay to give a kid a, a dumb phone that he could just make a phone call and leave you know he's all right. But why would you give a kid, you know, a 10-year-old kid and allow him to have these social media accounts? And mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen that on le- there's been legislation like, oh, we got to legislate you. And I'm like, no, it, you know, this is 
responsibility of the parent. Don't give your kid the, the phone and you won't have to worry about them going on social media. Don't make, you don't have to make a law against it. You know, Mike, I'm glad you brought that up because, see, uh, unless we take the time to build our own, our own entrepreneurship within us, who we are, unless we take the time to truly understand emotional intelligence and discernment and embody those, then, you know, this government, which is that they've gotten very good at, can sell you a bill of goods. Right. They, they could sell you and say, oh, no, your son or daughter could absolutely use that phone. But you see, the thing is this. And, and unless, um, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting there with the child and, and we're kind of going through the phone watching and we just literally said anybody in the world can teach my kid whatever it is that they want to teach him untethered, unconditional. Right. And, and, and Mike, the, the only thing I want my kids to have from me untethered or from anybody untethered and unconditional is love and respect. I agree with that. Mike, I appreciate the call. L ladies and gentlemen, this is your conservative near Rican Aki on the Next Step Show, Aki in the WYSL studios, where we happen to have La Voz de Libertad, where we have the great Bob D'Angelo doing great things, where we have the security dog, El Señor K9 Eli. God is good. Life is good, especially when you're listening to all the WYSL stations and more so when you're listening to your conservative Neo Rican and the Next Step Show. Regresamos en unos momentos. We'll be right back. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang them high in the street. For all the people to see. Justice is the one thing you should always find You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back at the local saloon in the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. The difference is dignity. At Open Door Mission, we open our arms and hearts to help those in need. We treat every one of our guests with respect and dignity. No matter the road that led to us, Open Door Mission is here to help. Give your support at OpendoorMission.com. Has your favorite pizza place been letting you down? Try Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery in Avon. Not only is their pizza amazing, but their full menu and bakery has something for everyone. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery, Avon. 
Advertising on the WISL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WISL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez on the WYSL stations. Remembering country legend Toby Keith. I should have been a cowboy. Ladies and gentlemen, Romans 12, verse 6 through 8 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then, pro- uh, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. It is, if it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it, is to be, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, lead diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your conservative New Yorker Aki on the Next Step Show. Hey, I'm glad you haven't gone anywhere. You know, I'm down to the last segment, so I'm not going to get to all my notes and strategy. We'll pick it up again in another conversation. But I do want to point these kind of things out. Check this out. Because, see, strategy um, also means that you have to recognize um, the shift in your life. Meaning that the more you strategize, the more you plan and, and, and you start putting things in place and you take those next steps in your life, right? Following some of these advices, whether you start a business or you're fixing your own internal corporation first, right? We got to remember that we are shifting um, who we are. We're moving from the individual being served to the server, because all leaders of server. I've always found the whole concept of servant leadership, even though I use that term a lot because I like it uh, and people understand it better, but I always found it a contradiction uh, in itself because servant and leadership are literally the same thing. You can't be a leader unless your focus is serving others. Well, again, we wonder why we have the issues in politics, right? Well, because we don't have leaders in politics. That's why. Because we don't have leaders that understand that they're serving you. Hey, check this out, right? The Eldman Trust Barometer says that 73% of employees say that they work, um, that if they work at a company that trusts its employees, they are likely to stay with that employee longer. And you know what? I put this down with my employees a long time ago. Very simple. If I can't trust you, I don't need you. I don't want to be micromanaged. I doubt you want to be micromanaged. And we can apply that to ourselves. How do we do that? Well, because, see, this is the thing. Ain't no government entity in the world anywhere going to tell me how is it that I'm going to live aside is, you know, aside for some guidelines, right? But in order to do that, you need to, to demonstrate, right, that uh, you have the ability to do it. Now, we've got to work within confounds. We've got, to, uh, confounds. We've got to work within laws and all these other things, right? So how do you do that? Well, you do it by understanding yourself. You do it by making sure that, that you elect people that you can trust. See, uh, Legislator Virginia McIntyre on the show yesterday said, 
um, you know, she made reference to people working and every day we we're talking about different things that uh, that voters should know. And I had threw the should know out there and we talked about it a little bit because even though we should know, we don't. We don't because we we decide that we are well, because we live in a representative government, not a democracy. Right. We elect people that we think we trust and then we go back about our business. But then we end up with things like uh, CNBC, uh, CNBC's best states for business in 2023. Well, even though New York State improved uh, to 20th from 36 and 22, we still rank 41st in the category of cost of doing business. Right. Check this out. New York City is a financial and cultural hub. We know that everybody wants to go to New York City from all over the world. The city offers unique opportunities for business in sectors like finance, technology, arts, and and I'm assuming now marijuana. Right. However, (laughs) however, it is the highest place, uh, the, 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 the highest cost of business and living. Right. So bad. um, So bad that we're not seeing that growth, even in the city. What we're seeing is more crime. What we're seeing is people leaving in droves, taking their money with them. Right. Because these people understood that they have a personal strategy as well. And listen, I'm going to try to see if I can pull this off. um, By talking a little bit about a strategic plan for you, because this is what this has all been about. Have a plan, have a higher level, a strategic plan for your life. The journal, a study in the Journal of Management Research indicates that effective personal strategy involves thinking in multiple time frames, clarifying long-term achievements as well as short-term actions to get there. Now, if you own a business, this all should resonate with you already. This is if you get a successful business or you're building one, this is all common language for you, right? But for the simple guy striving for the betterment of others, which is my 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 mission statement, my personal mission statement, this is where you got to start, right? Look at Elon Musk, like him or hate him, right? You know the guy reminds me of the kid in school that got picked on and beat up that would look at his uh, abusers and say, you wait till I grow up and and you're going to work for me and I'm going to make your life miserable. That's what he kind of reminds me of, right? But he did it. And, And the thing is, he did it by making sure that he had strategies in place to accomplish that mission of being able to come back and look at his bullies and say, ha ha, I'm rich, you're not. Right. I mean, Margaret Thatcher said, plan your work for today and every day, then work your plan. Tell me something. When was the last time any elected official, a county executive, county clerk, mayor, um, the senators, the assembly members? When was the last time they knocked on your door and said, hey, guys, I noticed that. uh, your grass hasn't been cut, but before I issue a citation, let's sit down and understand your situation so we can put a strategic plan in place. When was the last time that someone who received services went to DSS and said, uh, and DSS said to you, you know, we're going to help you. And let's put a plan together, though. Let's sit down and talk. How is it that we can work with you? How, what, what, what can we teach? You don't see none of that going on. 
As a matter of fact, anytime, because I've met a few people uh, that believe this, that did it. I, I, I could tell you of a story when I was campaigning many years ago of a young lady who, who put it into place. But because our political systems don't have a venue for people to actually walk their strategic plan through, well, this young lady, because she couldn't do some ridiculous web program nonsense or, or that particular, many other things she could have done, right? Because she wasn't sitting in her house waiting for DSS to come and inspect at any given time unannounced, right? American she she executed a strategy. American well, as a result, she lost everything. Just because of that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you found the show today useful. Dave, thank you for your call. If you have and are ready to start a business, let me know. Anyways, hey, share with us, advertise with us, nextstepshow.com. Que tengan una semana bendecidas. Until tomorrow, y nunca te olvides que aquí on the Next Step Show, your conservative New Yorican, we love you. Sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Statue 